Welcome to A Spoonful of Podcast, where we dive into the magic of Disney destinations, searching for a great big beautiful tomorrow. Broadcasting from the backside of water. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 1,000, nope, just kidding, 150 of A Spoonful of Podcasts. Wow, we have done 150 on our way to 1,000 for sure. Brian, you are in the room with me, sir, along with maybe some other people. I hear some some shuffling and some snickering in dark corners, so I'm wondering if there's other people in our room, but I mean, who knows who's going to join us for this episode 150? Brian Galloway. My co-host in crime. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great today, Evan. I am looking forward so much to this. Today we have episode 150. This is a milestone for us. You know, episode 100 was big and we had a big celebration. Yep. This is also good because we're more legit now. We're kind of falling into what we want to do. I think we have a pretty loyal fan base, which is great. And we're just continuing to grow. Um, But I've I've been wanting to do a panel show. And I think this is something that I really wanted to do. So what, what better than to get some of our best guests, Mm -hmm. um, some of our favorite people on here today to do that. So, but anyway, so here um, we have a lot of people. We have, we do Donna, Donna Stevens. We have Maria, we have Casey, we have Sherry, we have Heather and also, we have Abe, and he did join. We thought he wasn't going to join, but he got here. Yay! So we have a great panel. Um, I am really looking forward to everybody, to what they have to say. We have, just to give everybody, the listeners, uh, a little um, peek, we we provided questions to them ahead of time so they could prepare. And then we're going to go through all these questions and get all their, their feedback um, as users and, and as, of, as Disney files and people that care about Disney. So it's not always, you know, you're not always hearing the opinion of myself and Evan. You're hearing opinion of a, of a wide variety of people that we, re- we respect and we, we can't wait to hear. So, yeah. And I think that's a testament start. of of our show is, you know, this family and people who actually want to come on and talk with us knuckleheads. You know, I mean, it's just it's really it's it's a testament to y'all and to what we're trying to build here. And. You know, Brian and I have always said, and we will continue to say this, I hope we never lose sight of the vision of that this is a passion for us. This is a hobby. This is not, I mean, a big mega business. We're not out here trying to collect dough. We're, we're just out here to have fun. We are, you know, out here to just I have. I don't know why no, you ever say like that. That You got to stop that because that we're here to, we're <laughs> Disney people. We do it because we love Disney. That's we right. Don't to, we don't have to explain to anybody why we do it, Evan. And that's a great thing. So this will be the last episode that we ever explained to everybody. We, we, we run a podcast. We have fun doing it. And that's good. That's right. So let's get started. Go for it, Brian. Are you going to inter- introduce the folks? I think I already did, but let's go. Let, um, in, in order, do you mean to say the question? Yeah, let's go with the question. Let's okay. go with question so number one. Question. We'll start out with Donna Stevens. All right. So Donna, question... you ready? Donna, you ready? I am ready. Okay. <laughs> All right. So question number one is Brian sent this out to everyone is to rank all of the four Walt Disney World parks um, from one to four, with one being your favorite, four being your least favorite. And the most important thing is 
No tying. You cannot tie. You cannot say Magic Kingdom is my favorite and Epcot's my favorite, but Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom are not so much. So you got to really kind of give us a ranking here. So this is something interesting. I want to see how we're going to all pan out here. So Donna, okay. you're up. You're lucky number one. <laughs> okay. So am I starting with one or number four? Whichever one you want. Pioneer. Go for it. All right. I'm going to go with my number one. Because it's um, my list is probably unpopular in this crowd, so my number one will always be Magic Kingdom. Um, it, nothing's going to compare to Magic Kingdom. The reason why I go, it's all the nostalgia, and that's the one park where you're going to find the most most nostalgia with the movies, the older characters. So, and the feeling that you get when you walk through the turnstile and you're staring straight ahead at the castle. There's no other amusement park that gives you that feeling. So it's great. No, I mean, again, guys, this is what you what you care. Don't don't worry about what we care. This is great. No. Um, my number two is Hollywood Studios. I think Hollywood Studios stepped up its game since getting uh, Toy Story Land and the Star Wars area. Since I'm a big Star Wars fan, I enjoyed visiting that park for the very first time this past trip that I went on. So that's my number two. My number three is Animal Kingdom. Just for the animals, the, the safari ride is awesome. And my least favorite is is Epcot. Oh, I, I know. I told you it was going to be very unpopular <laughs> opinion. Um, the last time I went to Epcot, it was under construction. It, you have to walk around that big wall. It still is. Um, Bless it. And, I mean, I, I will give Epcot credit. I do think some of the better rest, sit-down restaurants are in Epcot with the World Showcase. Um, mm. My kids are a little too young to be continuing to take them to World Showcase because I feel like it's really become, like, where everybody goes to just walk around and drink. So it will get back up there on my list. Um, but because I'm in a time in my life where I'm traveling with younger, younger kids, it's just Epcot and Animal Kingdom. I have to say Epcot is always the one we cut off the list if we're tired. So that's okay, my yeah. list. That's great. No, it's a perfect list. There's nothing wrong with that list. You can't go wrong. As long as you didn't put Typhoon Lagoon in beside, before Epcot, then we're okay. Okay, so next on the list is Maria. Maria, what? So what are your? What's your for? And I know, I know your family members are kind of chomping at the bit because they want to try to copy off you. <laughs> I'm just telling you, and I can't believe my brother's last. So you know, it gives him to copy me. So I think, well, my number one and always will be, and I do agree with Donna, is Magic Kingdom. Look at that. So you know, it's just one of those things to where I think no matter what your age is, whatever you know, wherever you fall in that spectrum, young and old, there's always something for everybody, whether it's just as simple as the carousel of progress to sit down, get off your feet or people mover, you know, you don't have to have all the thrill rides. I mean, you know, there are a few. So, and of course the castle, I mean, who does not feel that have that good feeling as you walk in the main street and see the castle? It's just something about that castle is the icon. You think of Disney, it's always the castle, no matter what the castle is. So Magic Kingdom is it for me for number one. Number two, as I've gotten older, I have become to appreciate Epcot a lot more. 
mm. even though we're not big drinkers, but each trip that we take, we make sure we go to Epcot and do something different, whether you discover the little nooks and crannies in Canada or in Morocco. Those are just those little hidden things that Disney always adds to where if I'll never get to make a trip around the world, that will be my trip around the world. We'll be at Epcot. There you yes. go. Yeah, you know, it's like, hey, I've been here, you know. So definitely I've learned to really appreciate all the details that they've put at Epcot. And of course, coming September, we're really gonna do food and wine and really just focus in on those and really try some of those food options and booths that they have. So um my third one is Animal Kingdom, of course, for go. the animal and and definitely the culture and the intricate details that um that's all around Animal Kingdom. And I know Donna, the other Donna, you know, one of her last trips, you know, she was really pointing out some of the details that I believe many of us may have overlooked. So I'm really much more interested into really just looking and discovering and really appreciating that more. And last but not least, Hollywood Studios. I Yeah, the, I, I like it. Of course, Star Wars and the Toy Story, but right now that that's the one park that I don't mind skipping for the next couple trips. It's okay at this moment. So that's great. That's great. No, and, and about just to echo what you said about Animal Kingdom. <laughs> you know, Joe Rohde was the the chief Imagineer in that park, and I still think to this day there's probably little things I haven't noticed in that park yet. I need to spend. Mm-hmm. I also need to spend more time because I notice. I look for a lot of those things, but there's a lot. He hit a lot of things in there that you just don't realize. So, that that's another you know another thing as you as you go again, start looking for those things. Stop and they like always say stop and smell the roses. That's a good park to do that in. Definitely. Okay, so next. Next is Casey have, from Maine. We have Casey. <laughs> How are you, Casey? Go, I'm let's, good. Let's hear. All right. So what do you, go ahead. Um, mine are the complete opposite of Donna. <laughs> I'm going to start <laughs> from the bottom and work my way up. So my number four spot is Magic Kingdom, strictly because I got run over by a stroller there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> PTSD from the stroller. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, number three is Hollywood Studios. Um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and so are my boys. So we really enjoy that park. Number two, Animal Kingdom, which puts Epcot at number one. Okay, and why, and why Epcot number one? It's just amazing. There's so many food, drinks, there's rides. Soren is one of my absolute favorite rides. Um, and just being there, just it's it's like that's Disney for me, is Epcot, so... That's awesome. Good that's perspective, awesome. yeah. That's Which awesome. I'll say before we move on, Casey's the only person that's ever really made me want to visit Maine. Otherwise, <laughs> I would have never wanted to go. <laughs> there you go. It's not bad. There you go. <laughs> I'm actually there in two weeks, Casey. But anyway, so um, now we have Sherry from 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 Georgia, Kentucky. No, Kentucky. Kentucky. No, I'm. Ah, I messed that up. Kentucky. <laughs> Come on, Brian. Close. Uh, We're all close. I, why did I not know that, Sherry? I should have known We that. talk the same almost. From Kentucky, yeah, right. Sherry, 
So what are your what how what what are your top? I know her number one, but go ahead, Sherry. You do know my number one, and I my list is exactly Donna's list. So when she was saying, I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion, and in here I was thinking, oh girl, we're probably the same then. <laughs> um, Magic Kingdom, of course, will always be number one. I grew up going there, and I'm like Donna. I mean, when you walk through those gates, there's absolutely you're 12 years old again. So I don't think anything will ever replace that. And as many times as you walk down Main Street and see the castle and smell the cotton candy and hope it's blue, um, you know, nothing will ever replace that. Second is Hollywood Studios, because I can literally sit on a bench in that park for probably hours. Well, I have sat on a bench for hours, Uh, just people watching and the music in the background and uh, the sunsets are so pretty over there. And just, I like the feel of that park. And I know, you know, sometimes people are like, what are you talking about the feel of it? But to me, each park has such a different um, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, and I mean, this is a funny thing. So a lot of times we get in the car and on my serious radio, I have um, 40s music. So I turn that on. And when my niece, who's six, gets in the car with me, she'll say, oh, I feel like I'm at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, I like that feeling. Third is going to be Animal Kingdom. Um, again, I love Safari. I like all of the Pandora. Um, it makes me sad that they're not open later. So you can see, you know, the lighting really well. Yeah. Um, but I, I do love, we, we normally only stay on that side of the park, except we go over to Yak and Yeti to eat a lot of times. Um, but we don't really do the other, i say the other side, um, Dino Land and um, all of that. We have done the Nemo, and that's so pretty. That show is, I think. It really is good. It's gotten better recently. I, I didn't go the last time. Um, we were walking over there, but we had Luke, and it's really dark in there. Uh, he made it through the first little bit, but then he wanted to leave, so we leave when he wants to leave. Um, we don't want to disrupt the show for everybody else. But um, then last, of course, Epcot. And I say, so I hate there being no ties because we never cut a park off. Even if we're only going to be there for four days, which is unusual, we still manage to get all of them in. We may only stay half a day over at Epcot, but we never cut a park off. Um, we Viennapoli is an every trip thing, so we have to be there for that. I love Soren, and I love Spaceship Earth. I know a lot of people do not, but I think that that's a must-do every single time. My kids are kind of over it, and they're like, ugh. You know, why do we have to do this again? Are you serious? <laughs> You're going to stand in line for 15 minutes to ride Spaceship Earth. Um, but I, I still enjoy walking around World Showcase. And like, I don't remember which one said, you know, you're always finding different things. And as many times as we go, uh, we, we find not just architectural differences because you can walk through the different countries and you're always going to see something different if you take your time. Uh, but food options... That's my favorite place to eat is over there. Yes. We love, well, we just love all of it. We've well, eaten in Morocco. And Sherry, you know, one of the things, and all of you, we're not 
you know, they could be one A, one B, one C, C, and one D. I mean, they could all be one, but listen, one's a little bit higher than the other. That's why we're asking. That's why we said no ties. But it's okay. just okay if you had, if somebody put a gun up to you and said, okay, you got to make a decision now. You, you have to pick one. So and I can do pick. that. Yeah. Okay. So that's my list. That's my okay. list. That's a great list. A great list. Okay. Agree. Thank you. So we have Heather. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, I think I'm like everybody else almost. So Magic Kingdom is my number one. Um, and I had never experienced Magic Kingdom as a kid. I just saw the commercials and stuff and thought, wow, that's Disney. And I didn't know there was other parks. Um, uh, now obviously I know there's other parks, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, it's the, the first thing I want to see is the castle and it's the last thing I want to see. So no matter how many days we have, I always try to make it like our first and our last park. Oh, nice. A lot of people did that. I've heard that before. Yeah. It's like my favorite things. I'm like, this is how we start. This is how we end. And sometimes we don't end it that way. And I, things feel off. Um, Epcot's my number two. But, and it, it really, it was definitely at the bottom of the barrel for a while. And I think the past few trips and the more I listen to everyone's podcasts and their trips to Epcot, I'm like, dude, this park is amazing. There's so much to do. And I don't even drink. Like, and I can still have a good time. Um yep. Some people, I don't know, they have a good time doing that. But I, I like seeing all the stuff and the things and the new stuff. Um, Animal Kingdom's my third, but I would bet that it'll eventually be second by the end of the year. We haven't spent a lot of time there. Um, we, it's actually when we always cut a park, that's the one we cut. And I wish we hadn't done that because I'm starting to realize just how valuable it is. Um, and I will even go see Nemo. Because the last time I saw Nemo, I thought it was god awful, but I haven't seen the new one. So, so how about how about up a bird show? Did you go see that? No, I've never seen that either. That's, that's, pretty, so awesome too. that's pretty awesome too. Uh, so I feel like there's a lot that we keep missing, and I'm hoping like our next trip that we're really just gonna give Animal Kingdom its due. Um, and then Hollywood Studios at the bottom. No matter how much I love Star Wars, it isn't enough to justify a whole park. Um, not with all the ride breakdowns and the waiting and, and, oh, here, let's all rush to this one because now this ride is down, but now that ride's jammed and it's, it's just not enough. And it does seem like a hodgepodge of things. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Great list. Yeah. Good list. Abe. So now we have Abe. Abe, do you have enough time to put yours together yet? Cause I know you didn't prepare. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up everyone. Hey, um, for, just want to say hi and thanks for having us. This is exciting and I'm pumped to be here. Oh, so what was the actual question again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, let me pull my notes. Okay. Ranking the four parts, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I feel like Heather almost copied my list here. Um, okay. Oh, goodness. I know. All right. So number one, uh, Magic Kingdom. Um, so this was the first park I ever went to as a kid when we came over here from the Philippines. Um, so it just has lasting memories to me. And um, – Something I always want to pass down to my kids is like, you know, this is dad's favorite park and I, I want to share the magic with them. Um, this is the park that always seems to put a smile on all three kids in my faces when we walk in. Um, from getting off to the bus to going through security to scanning our bands, everyone just seems to have a, a good time during that whole process. And, um, you know, walking down Main Street, it's just a very magical feeling for myself, um, our kids, my family. Um, so something I think I'm going to remember for a long, long time. Uh, so number two, I had a, oh, this was a toss up. I'm um, putting Animal Kingdom as my number two. 
this one's interesting to me because while some people don't find it as exciting or thrilling as other parks, this one is just drenched in theme. Um, and when I think of a theme park, like that's what I want to see. I want to see the theme of it. And Animal Kingdom is just like filled with that. Yeah. And like Heather said, we actually skipped this park during our last trip. And um, when we got back, I think that's something we both felt pretty regretful for. And I don't think we're going to make that mistake again. And uh, so number three is Epcot. Um, so as I get older, I appreciate walking around Epcot and just enjoying all the different sights and sounds of the different countries. Um, we don't go there for the drinking, but we really enjoy like the different food stalls, uh, the rides that are there and the DVC lounge. That's definitely a nice touch and a nice thing to come back to. Um, Figment is loud, wild and crazy, but it's our youngest's favorite ride there and he really enjoys it. So that's always gonna hold a special place. And uh, finally, Hollywood Studios. Uh, so Heather mentioned this too. We both love Star Wars. We love Galaxy's Edge. But the problem that we have with this park is every time we go there, one of the main rides we want to go to is always broken or down. Um, and so that kind of really messes up our, our schedule and our day there. And um, yeah, it's, I don't know. Our three kids, they can ride one or two rides there, see a couple of attractions, and then they're done. And you know, that's one of those things they really don't want to come back to compared to some of the other parks. No. Yeah, they're my, they're, I, you know what? The more we think, I think about it, you, you guys are making a good point with the breakdowns and stuff. There's not a lot of things to keep you busy there. Yep. There should be more, you know, and when the park first opened, there was, it's very yeah. different there. There's the amount of, the amount of activities there is, is much different than over the, I don't know how, how many years has it been there? Like 40 or 30 years or something. Mm -hmm. um, it's very different now compared to what it was originally, but that's, that's a good that's a good point. Now, look at this, guys. You didn't, you know, and, and you know, when Donna started out, she said it will be unpopular. Donna, you know, it, it's pretty close to what, you know, the, the consensus is not going to be too far off from what you had. Yeah. So, I know that both you and Evan, your favorite park is Epcot. I hear it all the time on the podcast. That's why I was like, when I was putting my list together, I'm like, that's my least favorite. <laughs> well, hey, we don't represent everybody. Just the right opinion. That's it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. hey, mine changes every year anyway. So. Yeah, my, so, you know, Magic Kingdom is going to change once I go on Tron. So I haven't done that yet. Oh, so. it's fine. It's, Tron's awesome. So did anyone say their favorite was Animal Kingdom? No. Okay. What it was anyone's favorite Hollywood Studios? No, no, no. Okay, so that's interesting. So nobody's favorites are those two. And I think, you know, it's just Animal Kingdom is an awesome park. It's themed very well, but, you know, others one on top of it. And Hollywood Studios, I think, has the same consensus. I think it it bumps up on people's list because of the, a certain number of themes, whether that's Toy Story or Star Wars. And also the nostalgia aspect. I agree with what Sherry says about that. That's why it's so far up on my list, the whole you know, kind of 40s, the citizens of Hollywood Studios, whenever they come back in full force, that's what makes it special to me. But that's interesting with the ranking there. So anyways, um, last thoughts on that before we move to question number two for time's sake. I think we're good. I think I think that was it was great. I think it's it's a good perspective and everybody everybody has a, a very unique view and it's all they're all good. Awesome. So number two is what was your or is your favorite classic attraction? And Brian Pittenprince, he's built in the first ten years of Walt Disney World, which pretty much rules out every park but Magic Kingdom. So yeah. this is going to oh, be. Yeah, there's no. There really aren't. There really aren't any classic rides in in Epcot left beside maybe Spaceship Earth, but I mean it's not really. Right. So it, it's it's yeah the classic ones are going to be. In, so in from like game. 71 to 81, you can kind of use that as a rough rough you know. Um, 
window there, right? That's the 10-year window. So there's a lot of stuff, though. So starting right. at the beginning, Donna, um, what, what's your what's your favorite? So when I saw this question, I had a ride pop in my mind. And then I said, let me just Google what the other rides were. And I'm like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm still going with Carousel of Progress because for some reason, every time we go, we go on that because I was looking at the list of all the rides that were built in the first 10 years. And I'm like, I know that we would skip one of those yeah. on, on a trip. So Carousel of Progress, I mean, my mother always used to talk about it because she went on it when it was at the World's Fair and then it That's came awesome. to Disney. So I love taking my kids on it because they like to ask, oh, mommy, did, was that what your kitchen looked like? Was that what my mom's <laughs> kitchen looked like growing up? Did you have so, the ice box? Yeah, the ice box. Yeah. I'm like, I look at them and say, I know I'm old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So that's mine. Okay. Nice. That's a great one. Maria? Well, mine will be It's a Small World, so you guys can start singing. Oh, no, we'll start with the pitchforks. Both, of, see, both of them have catchy songs, right? So we have two in a row with catchy songs. <laughs> so that's because, of, of course, very personal reasons. You know, that was my dad's favorite ride. And, you know, it's just no matter how much it gets on people's nerves with the songs, it's like I will still have to ride it. Magic Kingdom days. You know. Well, it holds a special place yeah. in your in your heart too. So yeah, good one. So that's my, and I'm sticking to it. Stick okay. to it, yeah, Casey. Um, my favorite classic attraction has to be the Haunted Mansion. I think Ooh. the last time that I went to Magic Kingdom, I rode it. I think I seven times in a row. Just kept going back. Seven times. Wow. Seven times. Yep. I like wow. Halloween and spooky things. And uh, the first time I ever went to Disney was with my family. And the only memories that I really have, because I was really young, was on the Haunted Mansion. So it just kind of stuck with me. You should have went six more times just to make it 13. I yeah, know I go. should have, yeah, but it was getting yeah. late. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a, that's a great one. That's a very popular one, too. So, Sherry, you know, your favorite park. What, what, was this hard for you? It was so hard. I I'm bet telling it was. you because I grew up going there with my grandparents and my family. So uh, we enjoyed all the classic rides. And at first, when I read that question, I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder if we can choose a ride that's not there anymore, like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And, you know, so I was thinking about things that used to be there that are not there anymore because, you know, they were originally. Um, but after thinking through all of them, and my first choice, I will tell you, was going to be Carousel of Progress. But then I went back to the train because yeah. that's something that my whole family would ride, um, even in the beginning. And that's something that we still enjoy getting on. And truly, that's one of the things that has not changed very much uh, with updates or anything in the park. And I know Carousel hasn't either. And it's a small world. You know, none of those have changed really a lot. But I, I was concerned uh, with the train, you know, with the Native American things and all of that in there. I thought they're going to go and ruin this because they're going to try to be politically correct. And, you know, and it's a ride. And so I was so glad to see that that hasn't really been changed, you know, because Jungle Cruise now we can't have, you know, Trader well. Sam. <laughs> So, so the train is my choice. That's my final answer. Great choice. Great choice. Heather. So Heather. 
a haunted mansion, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, at first, I I think I like just questioned my choice because I was like, wait, is that in the first ten years? It so is. I had to Google it, it too, just to be sure. I was like, oh, it's haunted mansion. Every time it it feeds my spooky little soul mm-hmm. um, completely, and I just I love that it can be a little spooky, but not so much. And Asher's always liked it, which is kind of cool. So I'm like, all right, this is obviously the best choice. Good answer. Good answer. Okay, so now we have Abe. Abe, Dole Whip ride, right? Hey, oh man, Dole Whip. That is speaking <laughs> in my heart right now. <laughs> it's like you know me. The ride of the Dole Whip. Um, Go for it. All right, so favorite uh, classic attraction. Um, I'm going to say Peter Pan's Flight. Oh, oh, what? Oh, I know. Oh. Uh, get out of here. Get out of here. That's actually Philip's um, favorite, so I'll speak for him in his absence, too. So you would have oh, paired up really? with him. Yeah, it is. That would have been his answer. <laughs> so, so, um, here, but I, so I do have a question, though, because how many of you have been to Tom Sawyer Island of the group here? Let's do it really quick. Donna, have you? Yes. Okay. Maria? Nope. I plan on it in September. It's on Casey? Nope. Sherry? Yes. Heather? No, I've I know heard. Heather has not. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Abe? No, right? No. <laughs> okay. So, no, I'm just, I'm just wondering. You know, again, my favorite classic is the country bears, but I, Tom Sawyer Island, you got it. You guys got to go on that. That's uh, I want to hear, hear, hear what you guys have to say. So only a couple of you have. And I'm throwing my favorite into, um, because everyone's listed there is mine is the hall of presidents. I oh, think that is something go. very unique and different. That is, um, unique to magic kingdom. I think that's awesome. And it keeps changing. It keeps, it keeps it, changing. It's always going to change. That's right. It's had like 20 updates since we start, since it started. Yeah. It's awesome. So good. Yeah, awesome. That's a good choice. Great, awesome. great choices there. So this is interesting. And of course, you know, this doesn't have to be about our podcast. It'll be about any Disney podcast you listen yeah. to. So the question is, what is your favorite topic on a Disney podcast? Like category, topic, show type, whatever that may be. We want to hear Fan it. forums. <laughs> <laughs> Donna, you're up. My favorite topic on this, this is the only podcast I listen to, so it's any kind oh. of time you All have. Oh, all shucks, as Goofy says. <laughs> we, yeah, we, as we love, and we, you know, we love her because of that, so that's good. Um, it's anytime you're talking about food and when you do trip reports with the food, I'm always interested to hear about the restaurants. Um, I'm more of a sit-down restaurant girl when I go on vacation, but I do like to hear about all the snacks and where to find all the different things. So I get a lot of, um, I take a lot of notes when I listen, when we're when you guys are talking about food. So you love when your counterpart Donna comes on and starts yeah. talking about steaks. Then, oh, right? oh, yeah, she was just on. I loved I know. it. She, loved she did it. a great, great food report. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's great. No, excellent. Maria? Um, so I like any topics regarding hidden gems, whether it's okay. food or attractions or just something that many of us would overlook and not think twice until you know until somebody says, Hey, have you tried this or have you seen this? So anything in that realm, I'm always interested in. Okay, that's excellent. Excellent. <clears throat> Casey? Um, my favorite topic is food, of course, especially the ones at the um, festivals and stuff at Epcot. I love hearing about the um, food booths and the drinks and desserts and stuff. So, 
Okay, that's great. So, good, and, and, good. Yeah, you know that we love that too. So. <laughs> <laughs> we hate food. What are you talking about? Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Sherry. Sherry. So I figured out why you like the ones that are on here tonight, and that's because we all like food with you all. So. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's all coming together Misery now. Misery loves company, right? <laughs> yes, and that is my favorite topic, um, and not just food in the parks, which I enjoy that, and I love to talk to Brian um, about food at Disneyland um, as well as Disney World, but I love the food um, episodes and also resorts. So anytime we're talking about resorts, um, you know, because there are several resorts that I shy away from because of the size of them and things like that. So when people go and, and they can tell me a little bit about that and make it more appealing, because my goal, I would love to stay at every resort just to try it. Um, but I just can't make myself. And I know that that sounds so terrible, <laughs> but but those are my two favorite topics, probably. Oh, great. We love, we love, the, we love to hear that stuff. Mm-hmm. Heather? Um, so this is actually the only podcast I listen to. We love that. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time I forget like that there are others and you actually like search for yeah, them. There are, there are no others. There are no well, others. Yeah, this is it. Only one. <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> Um, so I think I like trip reports the most, and I know that's kind of a generic kind of big thing and it encompasses a lot, but I like hearing people's perspectives on like, what did they do? What did they, well, obviously what did they eat? Um, what did they ride? What did they not ride? What was a good experience, a bad experience? Um, I find a lot of the time I'm going, yes, yes. Oh no, me too. Like commenting as if they can hear me while I'm listening. So I like, I really like the trip reports and then I, Occasionally, I like the stuff where it's like, here's actual real factual news coming to Disney World versus, you know, the all the other junk we see on blogs and stuff that's like whisper, whisper. Yeah. Like, I like the real information. That, that stuff is getting out of hand, too. Yep. That, wild. Those, that, that, that fake news and rumors and that have mm-hmm. nothing to do with like, no truth. Clickbait. Oh, yes. yeah. Clickbait. Big time. Very good. Very good, Heather. Thank you. Abe. Uh, same thing. I love hearing uh, trip reports and people's perspectives on their trips. I love hearing about like, you know, their packing adventures and their traveling adventures and everything they've eaten there and the, the resort stays and the park visits. Okay. No, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. Packing is a good one that, you know, that that's something like what, what people put in there, what, what, what people pack is a very interesting thing. And you're going to go, you know, especially if you heard our last episode um, where a person had, you know, Donna had like 12 bags of stuff because she, you know, and she, she brought, she brought like 50 pairs of shoes and, you know, 85 pairs of ears for a week trip. But, um, I like, that's not normal, like, but, but like, you know, what's, the, what's the normal person pack? Yeah. Like that, that's, that's, uh, maybe Casey, when she goes on uh dapper day, you probably bring a lot of extra. Clothes, I right? sure do. Yeah. So that's, this is an interesting question to me, Brian, because, you know, I know, I explained ourselves a little at the beginning, but you know, there's a lot of podcasts that are really good at doing what my favorite Disney podcast uh, topic is, is these really long nerd alleys to just go down on. And um, I think that we're different, you know, and that was something I struggled with to just to be transparent to everyone, our listeners, you know, when we're making this show and going on with it is, you know, having some of these episodes in there where we give, a lot of the huge backstory on the Disney parks or secrets of the parks or these, mm. you know, really thought out long researched things. And I think that's just not 
the organic nature of where our podcast has gone and come in its you know evolution it's it's very it is very much about the food and this is a great testament i'm glad this question's in here the food the trip reports the the real kind of boots on the ground stuff um and i'm you know it's it's not bad that we do topical episodes for sure because i mean i like them and we like doing especially like the marvel and the star wars stuff i mean it's hobbies of ours but i mean it's definitely we can see on the back end listens and counts and stuff and it's it's by far what y'all say is 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 correct listening to other people's experiences sharing in that community with each other talking about food talking about what someone can experience the next time they go on their trip as well so that's a good like kind of you you know all merging it together no, and I like to live vicariously through a lot of the people, like when they go, because I don't get to go as much as I always want to, and I, and I you know, so like last year I, I was able to, but this year I wasn't as much, um, and, and I like to literally like you by hearing other people's reports, you get that you get a little bit of a okay, I can you know I can live you know I could I could hear this and I get a little mix of Disney in there and I could I could last a little bit longer you know before I go, that's important. I think it's important to me too. So that's a good one. Very good. Very good. So good, good, good to know and good to, you know, use to go forward there for us. So this next one, question number four, obviously this um, is not meant to go incredibly long here. So the question is, do you think Bob Iger is going to help save Disney? And, you know, you, that's a close ended question. So you could say yes and move on or no and move on, but just give a little thought or two, right? But no, not you can't, go, you can't, wait, wait, you can't <laughs> just say yes and move on. <laughs> You have to just give a little bit of reason why. Yeah. Yeah. It's not in the rules, okay? <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, anyways, just give a couple thoughts. You know, we're not going way down the political sphere this way or that or whatever. Just a couple thoughts on what you think and what you've seen, maybe based on your experience. There's some people like me who've started going in the last few years, and there's people that have been going for years and years in this group. So, curious to see your thoughts and what you've experienced so far. So, starting with Donna. Uh, um, give it to us i i worked on this answer the longest because i'm trying to keep the politics out of it but i feel no i think disney needs new blood to take over and do a cleanup from inside and Mm -hmm. bring it back to the original family values that uh disney was It, it it they need to clean house in their management. That's all I'm going to say. So I think it has to stop, start from the top. And they also need to stay out of the politics and the social media and the social aspect of it. Bring it back to just what it is. Someplace to go to forget. You go to Disney to forget about your problems and you forget about the world around you. So they need to bring it back to that. Great and answer, Donna. In. That's a great yeah. answer. Great answer. Maria. Very good answer, Donna. Um, Thank you. So, no, I do not believe he will be able to save Disney. Not by himself, at least, of course, as we know. Um, In order for him to make changes and to execute it, of course, it has to be sold to the board members, what, you know, whichever side they're on. And then in addition to that, the changes have to be implemented methodically. We know it might affect cast members or even us as um, guests, even some that are DVC members, you know, we don't know. So for me, I really don't think his vision 
and the mission has for me it has to be stated very clearly mm-hmm. in how he would change Disney or fix Disney to save it. I would need to clearly see that, and right now I'm not seeing it. That's a very good answer. Also. Yep. Yep. Casey. I wrote, I hope so, just because Disney needs a lot of change. It has changed so much in the past, you know, years um, since COVID and everything. And even before that, it had been changing. Um, But like the others, he needs help doing so. And I agree with Donna that I think that they just need to completely, you know, take out everybody um, and replace with some fresh ideas and fresh people and keep the politics and the real world out of Disney. Cause like she said, that's where we go to, you know, escape all of that. So. Excellent. Miss Sherry. Yes. I am going to just echo what they've said. I mean, I think, I think we've gone, I think it's gone too far mm-hmm. at this point for the people who are currently there or have been in the past few years to rectify it. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know that they can see the vision anymore, if that makes sense. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it can be made worse than it was in the past five years uh, because that's when everything kind of just, Um, but I think it's been on that trajectory for a while now. And until they can find people who are willing to look at the way the company began and uh, the original purpose of it and the original, well, just all the original ideas. And, you know, I know that Walt said it's always going to be changing and that's true, but I don't think in his mind that he meant for it to change um, the direction that it has. And it makes me sad, um, you know, that it's affected so much not just the parks, but it's affected everything that they own and they own so much now that it's hard. I, I don't know how they're going to fix it. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. I wish that there was a magic wand that could be waved and it be fixed, but I don't even know what that looks like. Do you think they've, do you think that they're, they, they're pricing themselves out of I mean, that, I mean, that's, you know, I don't, I probably should have asked all of you guys this question, but do you think that they're pricing themselves out of, all families being able to go and enjoy themselves because yes. it, it, it's yes. so that is 100 percent what they're doing yeah. and i don't even think i mean i don't think trying to allow everybody to enjoy the park i don't think that that is any person's there i don't think that that's any of their focus but to be honest i don't know that that comment would ever come up in a conversation there brian and that makes me sad because originally you know you could go to disney and it you bought the ticket books yeah. You know, so if you wanted to ride the cheaper rides, you could get, you know, you could ride those several times. You know what I'm saying? So you could choose how much you spent there. And when you look at the rate of the price increases over the past even 10 years, um, it's just unbelievably out of touch with the rest of, you know, and I know everything has gone up. I'm, You know, I see groceries and gas prices and things like that. But that is just astronomical compared to that. And seeing as how that's not a necessity, I think that they don't mind that they're pricing people out. Yep. And I think that that's why we've seen the decline in the attendance um, that we have. And I don't even know that they care about that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Very, very good answer. Very good answer. Yep. Sorry. Uh, Heather. 
Yeah, um, I think I agree with everyone. I don't know. I don't think I believe he can save it necessarily. He might bring a little glimmer of hope because he did so well before the downfall of everything. But I have to remind myself like, well, you you kind of set up some of this mess too because you you brought Chay back in and you just kind of threw him into it. You of all people were supposed to take the time with him to prep him. Shut up, babe. <laughs> to prep him for um for you know this role. It's a really big leadership role. The whole everyone's looking. It's like looking at a a coach. The coach is in charge. Everything falls on you in the end. Even though you know you try your best, it's still your fault. So he kind of set up this mess. Now it's like, well, how are you going to fix the mess that you started? That then Chapek kind of you know didn't do too well either. Poor thing. Bless his heart. Um, well, you're you're right, Heather. I mean, that's a great point. Chapek has been around for a long time and has been in Iger's regime for a while. And he had plenty of time to coach and to mentor him to that position. And it, I think that a little bit of his lack of success is due to that lack of mentoring. So I'm, I can echo that point for sure. Yeah, so I would say like he – he could, he could make things better, but like everyone else has said, there's a lot of emotions and feelings and trying to please everybody as if that's ever possible in anything you do. Um, and deviating from Walt's vision, um, Sherry brought up a really great point about Walt's vision. Like he had this, this idea that this was a place for everybody. And, um, you know, his, why did he do things the way he did? Why did we make Jungle Cruise the way it was? Well, because it's what he saw. He went and he saw these things in the world. And he was bringing that world here for all of everybody who can't travel to Africa, to this place, to that place. So in a way, I'm like, you're kind of dishonoring what he's done and the real people out there in the world taking it away for some sensitivities here and there that I, I have no sensitivities. So I'm Same. a heathen over here, but it's no, like, you no, know, you're not a heathen. Not you got to. You gotta get back to the the roots, like everybody said. And I mean, they they could do it. They just they really need to look at themselves. Agreed. Very 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 good point. Uh, Abe. <laughs> oh man, guys, such great answers. It's like I haven't heard these before. Um, <laughs> I think someone's copying off my list here. <laughs> word for word for word. <laughs> word for word. Yeah, I bet. I've never heard of this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. I think a lot of people love Iger and they worship him, but I think many people also don't realize that some of the problems started during his time or he was responsible for creating some of these problems. Um, Chapek, while he's not innocent, he did inherit some of these things that, that were already headed down that path. And um, like, you know, getting into a bidding war with Comcast and buying Fox for the price they did on top of taking on all of their debt. Well, that was pretty wild to me. Yes. And um, going all in on streaming too was pretty costly as, as the stockholders are seeing. Um, so I think it's, he's good at navigating the CEO role and gives off a good image and possibly dodging the bad paths or making, massaging the bad stuff look better than it really is. Um, so I think he's going to win people over going, you know, going down that route. Um, but I agree with everyone else on here that they need some new blood up in the CEO level and the board member realm to really make a change. Great points. It's, it's tough. And it's a tough, these are. I know you guys. You guys all gave amazing answers, and I really appreciate that being truthful. Because we're, this is you know, we're on this podcast, right? Because we all love Disney, and all of you are here because you all love Disney, and it's a part of our lives. It's a part of our family's lives. So, so it's not, this is not something we take lightly. But 
it, it does bother me. Um, yeah, I, I, I myself feel the same way as you guys said, you know, yeah, hey, he started the problem. Chapek made it worse. Um, you know, Chapek was the worst selection that they could have done. He just did not have the skills. He wasn't mentored enough. And he just made wrong decision after wrong decision. Um, but they're bringing I, they brought Iger back. Why? They had to, they had to stop the burning there. Um, and now he's, he's kind of put a little curb on it, but he's not really fixing everything. And I don't know if he's going to because he was retired. So now they took him out of retirement to come back. Do you think he has the energy to do this? I don't know. I hope he does, but I don't think he does. So, so I agree with you know, all you guys. 2024 was his extension period. Now he's been extended to 2026. So when that's all done, he will have had 21 years in the role. He was brought on in 2005. So I, I encourage everyone, everyone in this virtual room and everyone listening to read his book, The Right of a Lifetime. It is, and, and you know, y'all know me, I'm a very business-minded person. That's what my degree's in. That's what my whole career's about. I enjoy reading and listening and hearing about business and business practices and best business practices. That book is an excellent memoir of his life and his decisions and how he navigated the Pixar decision and the Lucasfilm decision. So it's very good on a business side. So I'll give him that. He's been in a lot of tough spots. He's had to make a lot of tough decisions. And I think he did put his personal um, views into decisions sometimes. And that was a flaw in my opinion. So I agree. I'll give him that, but I'll also agree with everyone with saying we need new blood. It needs to be flushed out. Um, we need to, uh, why is, and I go back to what Donna said without going too deep into it. Why is politics in any business uh, like as extreme as it is with Disney? Uh, it's just, you're alienating an audience when you do that. I think we've seen recent alienation happen at certain businesses because they do stuff like this. So this should be a, a, um, uh, a reason. It hit us all in the pot. I mean, people like me who had a lot of Disney stock and still do, but now I have to wait for it to come back. Um, I stupidly didn't sell when I should have, uh, you know, we're hurting and, and the stock, anybody who's a stockholder is livid right now because it was a great stock for the longest time. I bought it very low and I got, I made a lot out of it, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't sell it. So <laughs> then I took a hit yeah, um, yeah. And, and that's a problem, right? So that is a big thing right now. Yep. That's right. So good, good, um, points there, everyone. So last question. Oh, brother, this is a tough one. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a good, we're going, now we're getting out of the politics, and now we're going back, yeah. to, back to the fun. So back to the fun. <laughs> so this, <laughs> this is going to bring our show home, and um, yeah, good luck, everyone. Rank your top four Walt Disney World attractions, regardless of park. Only four, no ties. So this is your top four WDW attractions, regardless mm -hmm. of park. All right, so Donna, you are our lucky number one each time. We should yes. st we should go backwards. Throw <laughs> Abe backwards? off. Yes, that go would be nice. you're on the floor. If you're on the floor, you don't have any way to, to um yeah yes yes yes, yes. That is what you got to do. You cannot copy. You know he's not prepared. Okay, let's go. I, that's what I'm doing, it, man. I'm throwing it. I'm throwing it. It's like you got Cinderella's to carousel. No, no, no. <laughs> the Dole Whip ride. Evan yeah. said it earlier. <laughs> it's a real one. Um, all right, top four. Uh, so Rise of the Resistance. Um, to me, it's not just a ride. It's a whole experience. Um, and it was amazing when I first wrote it. And you can't forget that one. Uh, number two, Frozen Ever After. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm telling you guys, listen, that little drop oh, after, it's, it's intense and it's the most I can handle. It, but it's so much fun. And you and you cry like a little girl every time, don't you? One hundred percent. You're like, oh, that little teenage girl, that's Abe. <laughs> um, number three, um, Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway when it's working. Um, really love the style and the colors, and it's just a pure joy to ride. And uh, number four. Indiana Jones is stunt spectacular. Yeah. Uh, every ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to be one of those um, little what do they call the, the doubles, whatever the extra cast members. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I could like wave my hand and, and yell like crazy, like no one's business. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine that, Abe. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's very good. So now we go to Heather. Okay, well, I love Rocky Resistance. Um, I Star Wars more and love storytelling and everything. Um, and I, it's one of those things from like, I would love to be in the Star Wars universe. Like a person. An important person would be good. So not that ride Rocky Resistance and feeling like, ooh, you're part of the resistance. Ooh, you have secrets. Ooh, we gotta save you. So it's and it's just when it's working, it's incredible. The experience is really incredible. My favorite is going past the blasting cannons based on your right. I'm like, that is amazing. Um, Flight of Passage. I love Flight of Passage. I think um, it take it took me a while at first to get used to it because I can get pretty nauseous on stuff. But now I think I love feeling the breathing. I was also super, super Avatar obsessed. And I kind of am still secretly. So, um, yeah, Flight of Passage. Um, but I won't wait in that line for that ever. So I just miss out on it all the time. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain is definitely one of my favorites. Um, it is super awesome to watch fireworks on it at night. Marie and I try to do that every time that we go to Disney together. Like, we are getting on Big Thunder. We're going to get on it during the fireworks because I don't care right now. And then we ride it and then the fireworks are going off and you're laughing so hard. Our arms are up. It's, it's the best. Um, and then Haunted Mansion. I will not ever give up on my Haunted Mansion. It is my favorite. I can do it at daytime. I can do it at nighttime when it's better. It's, I have to do it at least twice. Whole, whole trip. Maybe more if possible. Um, I can quote the whole thing. Um, yeah, those are my top four. Nice. Nice. Okay. You can quote the whole thing. I'm just still stuck on that. But anyways, uh, Sherry. Yes. Wait, Sherry, you're on mute. Sherry, you're muted. Maybe you hit it by accident. Well, I think I had myself muted, and then I thought I unmuted, and I guess I didn't. (laughs) It's okay. Go for it. (laughs) Anyway, okay. I said I have my top four, but I didn't rank them in order because – I, I don't know that I can because I like them for different reasons. So um, Pirates is a must do every single time. Uh, Rise of the Resistance because, goodness gracious, Flight of Passage. And uh, I'm like Heather. I get I get car sick really easy. So motion sickness is a thing for me. So there are times still when I ride it and I'll have to close my eyes for just a few minutes when we're, you know, swooping down. But it's okay. And then Safari. I just like that because it's different different. every time. Yeah, it is different every time. Okay, great. 
So Casey, now you got to unmute. So Casey. All right. I unknowingly picked a um, attraction from each park. <laughs> My oh, number one. You didn't read the well, that's okay. I don't know. It just happens. Oh, it just happened. Okay. Yeah, I was just picking, and uh, I was just okay. looking at them, and. No surprise to anybody, but my number one is the Haunted Mansion. Um, number two would be Soren, but you have to get, was it Conquest B? So you're right in the middle. So the yeah. screen is not skewed. Oh, you like the middle, huh? Okay. Yes. No, but you, you like the top middle or the bottom? Like, cause the I very, like the top yeah, middle. Yeah, the top, but you have to get, or no, the very beginning of it, but in the middle. And, and Abe, it's not soaring. It's Soren. Soren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and then number three would be Flood of Passage. And I don't remember who said it, but the breathing of, um, was it the Banshee? Is that what they mm -hmm. call them? Yep. Was just amazing. And that's what sealed it in for me. That was the best experience. Um, and number four, Rise of the Resistance. That's a nice. Great nice. Great ride. All the love for Flight of Passage. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> Okay, Maria. Okay. Um, not in any particular order, but Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and I have said it before, during fireworks, it is nothing like it. And I think that's everybody should experience it. Yep. I always tell Heather, let's go, Heather. Hurry, hurry. Rush, rush. Leave everybody else behind. We're riding it. And we do. And it's just like when you get that big fireworks, it's like it's so awesome. So that's definitely my number one. Um, Flight of Passage, of course. It's just something about it. It's nothing like it. You know, uh, Rise of the Resistance is the next one, which is completely different from Flight of the Passage. And then the last one, <clears throat> despite it being short, is Tron. Ooh. Wow. Oh, I'm, I'm so it's made, it's made its way in. Up. It's made its way into the top four. Look at that. It, it, it was short. And I think next time I get to ride it, I want to be able to put my arms Wait, out. Abe, Abe said you didn't go on it. I went on it. He won't go on it. He won't go on it. No, no, no. Real quick. I just wanted her to say Carousel Progress. That's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm very um, upset that she didn't say Carousel Progress. Okay. They're just three. That's why. Oh, yeah, so that's my list, and you know, they're I love them for different reasons, but I think my number one is definitely Big Thunder during fireworks. Wow, that's awesome! That's, awesome. that's I, you know, what's funny is I have not done that during fireworks. I gotta, I have to do this now. Yeah, that, that's something I haven't done. I have to go. I'm like, I, I've been to, I've been like on top of uh, the treehouse uh, on fireworks is great. I love that. Um, but no, I have not done that. I've done Astro Orbiter during fireworks. That's also very cool. Mm. But I have not done. No one picked Astro Orbiter as their favorite ride. I wonder why. Oh, um, yeah, no, no. So no, but I have to do that. So uh, Maria, I'm uh, I'm actually putting that on my list of things to do. There you go. So Donna, you had now you had time to really think. Not on okay, you, um, to my chat. top four were Rise of the Resistance, Smuggler's Run, Tower Terror, and Soaring. And yes, I picked three at uh, um, Hollywood Studios, even though it's not my favorite park. It's up there. It's close. But it still doesn't have that nostalgia. All but one are in Hollywood Studios. 
which you know is not her favorite park but it's interesting so good choices there um brian i mean should we should we give up some of ours maybe just a couple yeah i mean i'll tell you right now my, my i need to know me too mine are mine are rise everest country bear jamboree <laughs> and, and and uh carousel of progress so i don't even i don't even know four to give out i'm i just feel like i should cheat yeah but i mean my number one i can definitely say number one is rise of the resistance i don't think anything of its kind has come across so far um i would say flight of passage is up there the people movers up there it's just it's just fun it's um something i've always enjoyed safari has, is also up there for me so those are four random ones, but Rise of the Resistance, I think, is just, um, it's unique. I mean, it, if they have everything working, which is a huge thing, then, you know, if you're involved in every part of the aspect, it's a very much you're a part of this story. You're like you're in a movie. You know, they're saying, run, 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 you know, come into the the, the, uh, the ship that takes you off or whatever. That's real technical. But anyways, yeah, that's some of my favorites. So, yeah, thank all of you so much for being on and and contributing i'm just ecstatic it's awesome thanks for having us it's been fun yeah, i'm just very surprised that none of you picked uh country bear jamboree i'm kind of like that's it <laughs> this is probably the last time all of you will ever be on the show um, <laughs> <laughs> including me including yeah. me and none of you picked tom Sawyer island which i still don't believe but that some of you haven't been there and how about no one picks the tiki room why doesn't anybody ever? I love the tiki room. <laughs> I love it, but I don't. If you you only gave me four, you're like four. Okay, yeah, you uh, really love it. Okay, okay. And I don't even remember if I've ever done the tiki room. Oh what? my goodness! Oh what? my goodness! Donna. Well, you know, so I gave Heather a hard time because she didn't go on Tom Sawyer Island. So now, Donna, I'm gonna have to give you. A, I cannot believe you've not. I'm sure I did room. it when I was younger, but not as an adult. So that's Gotta why go. I don't remember. Gotta go. Gotta go. Got good air conditioning. Country Bear is like a, a new one for us that so we're like, we have to do Country Bear. Well, you, you know, haven't done Country Bear either. The, um, the River Boat yeah. Ride. We have. It's a new one that we have to do because like now that we love the song so much, especially Blood on the Saddle. Yeah. Or Mama Don't Walk a Little Buford. Um, <laughs> but but so how about, so you haven't done the, the River Boat Ride either? Who, is, who has said that? No, I said I'm surprised nobody has said that. I mean, we ride your favorite ride, the Riverboat ride. No. Well, I mean, it's a know. good ride, but it's not my favorite. No, no, it won't it's even, not it's, favorite. It's but not you even top twenty. That. No, it's not top Murray, twenty. That's a senior center answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh wait, so Brian, we have to give our top four. That's the only one we didn't contribute to. So we we got to go ahead and list it really quick before we end it out. Top four parks. Yep. That was the one we didn't contribute ahead, our answer first. to. Go first. All right, so number one is Epcot, two Hollywood Studios, three Magic Kingdom, four Animal Kingdom. So I'm I'm uh, Epcot, Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios. Mm. There we go. And I've changed mine because I. So I it I changes changed. all the time for me too. <laughs> yeah, so me don't too. worry. All right. Well, Brian, closing thoughts and. No, you know. I think this is wonderful. I think, um, you know, you guys all were terrific. I think uh, you know you gave great answers. Um, you 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 know prepared, which is great. We didn't have, you know except for Abe, everybody prepared. Um, <laughs> and uh, I really just I I'm so happy that you guys were all part of this and part of our part of our uh, Spoonie Nation. Um, but 150 episode. This is big. This is big, Evan. So um, you know this is let's just do another 150. We'll keep going. That's right. We'll keep going. And um, thanks everyone again. 
We really appreciate all of you spending your time tonight and to come and be a part of this episode. So it'll always be in existence, even if you want it to or not. But <laughs> thank you anyways, everyone. So please, of course, if you maybe you want to be on our show or you want to, uh, Spoonie, just come and be involved in the conversation virtually. You can join our Facebook group, A Spoonful of Podcast Spoonie Nation. You can also find us on Instagram and on Twitter as well. You can email us, info at com. Also, please don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you listen. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Podbean, you name it, we're there. So as always, broadcasting from the backside of water. Until the next 150, we will see you then. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. Spoonful of podcasts, yes we do. Spoonful of podcasts, we love you. Spoonful of podcasts, it's true. Spoonful of podcasts, we love you. Thank you for listening to a Spoonful of Podcast. You can find show notes, ways to follow us on social media, and all episodes on a spoonful of podcast.com. Now that you've experienced the magic, it's time for the most dangerous part of our podcast. The Return to Civilization. I want to give a big thank you shout out to my good friends Brian and Evan. And everybody at the Spoonful of Podcasts. We love you Spoonful of Podcasts. Yes we do. Spoonful of Podcasts. We love you. Spoonful of Podcasts. It's true. Spoonful of Podcasts. We love you. Ha <laughs> ha!